Welcome to another episode of My Ugly Truth Podcast. With your host, Angie Malovini. Look at her now. My name is Jennifer Lear, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'm trying to help people have better relationships. I do a lot of writing, and I um, have created an online do-it-yourself educational program to help couples make their relationships better. That's amazing. How long have you been doing that? Well, just recently sort of started getting it out into the world. It took a number of years to write and then to get it set up, and so we've been, I've been working on it for a long time, but it's uh, now sort of getting born into the world. Right. I know at first when I started this podcast, I was like, oh, it'll be fun. And now I'm like, wow, there's a lot of time in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at your website and I saw areas that you help people with. So is it all through face-to-face sessions or do you do virtual? How does that work? Right. right. Okay. So I'm not seeing clients right now at this point. Um, the work on Weekend Self sort of took over. And so I'm just getting weekends out, out to the world. And, and it's basically a therapist can use it with their clients. Um, in other words, you know, people come into therapy and they often uh, don't know a lot about how about relationships or how to get them to work. And so the therapist often has a really heavy load. And so this is to help get people, if they're working with a therapist, to sort of have a lot of tools before they even get to therapy. Or if they're not working with a therapist, you know, we have it set up as reading or podcasts. And then they do exercises and then there's guided discussions to do with the partner where they start talking about what they learned about themselves. And so they start getting a better understanding of themselves and each other. And that's sort of how it's set up. Yeah, no, I think that's amazing because um, I've been to couples therapy and um, I feel like it took us like a good three, four sessions at least for them to kind of understand what's the issue, what's been going on. So it was like a right. good prep before would have been nice. Four weeks of, uh, you know, of sessions, you're just like telling your story. You're like, okay, where's the healing part? <laughs> right, right. It takes a while to, um, well, you've got it. Yeah, you have to hear what the story is and figure out, you know, what needs to be. Uh, what needs to be healed. Yeah. Yes, exactly. What needs to be healed and then, you know, the best way to do it with that particular couple. I saw you have a quiz on there. So people who are wanting this service, they just go on there and do the quiz where they go from there. So uh, you go to weconsult.com slash quiz, and it's a 10 question quiz that really uh, looks at your emotional satisfaction with your relationship. And then if you're not ready to pull the trigger and start, you can, there's the blog has all kinds of articles to help you sort of get an understanding of different aspects of relationships and what you might want to learn about. And, and then when you're ready, if, and when you're ready, you can uh, start level one, which is called relationship basics, start learning about who you and your partner are and start figuring out how you're going to fix what's going on. It reminds me a lot of the, the five love languages, that book, right? I mean, I don't want to compare that to, you know, what your art is, but is it something in regards to like learning who you're with? Right. In other words, a lot of couples haven't even talked about, you know, what's important to them, like what their goals are. I mean, right. it's, you know, you really want to talk about them. and then you have to look at where, what are your strong points in a relationship? Like what are the two of you really good at? Where do you shine? And what's really difficult? Like maybe you just fight about your in-laws. I mean, it can be very specific or it can be, you know, more global where you, one person, the way one person is emotional doesn't work for the other person. So it's starting to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Um, why you got together, what you were attracted to, all that kind right, of stuff. Right, right. Like if it's either if you guys are just still together because you're together, or if you guys are actually wanting to be together. Yeah. 
Right. And are you both willing to do the, you know, you got to do some work if you're in a difficult relationship and are you both willing? Because if one of you isn't willing, that's a problem. Right. Exactly. Which is, um, what happened in my last relationship. And, um, uh, was, I was doing way more than you can do all the work, but if the other person's not doing a little bit of effort, it's not going to work. Just like love is not enough, you know? Exactly. You've got to have someone who says, yeah, I, I think we have potential and I'm willing to, I'm willing to look at myself. Otherwise it's just the one person pointing fingers like you have to change. And it's really both people have to work. I mean, it's just like the wedding vows through the good and bad. We're going to stick it out. We're going to work on it. No, I totally agree. I'm going to go based off of my, not my last relationship, but my last marriage. I had a great relationship with this, you know, military man. He was a firefighter great guy he helped me you know get better in my finances he bought a house and I have two kids from a prior marriage amazing relationship the whole first year okay everything's great I'm thinking don't want to get divorced again so I just want to make sure it's going to work and everything I mean we had a great relationship and then I felt like he was maybe he felt in competition of not having that commitment with me so he proposed I thought pretty early it was like 11 months in which I know it takes about two years to get to know somebody yeah once we got married, it was like a light switch went off. Like two months in, he cheated. Then he didn't show up on our honeymoon cruise. And at that point, I was like, okay. Wow. Yeah, I came from a home where my mom, she dealt everything in the relationship. Like Our background, we're, we're from Argentina. So uh, we're very, you know, family oriented. Like you just stick with your family and your kids. And so at what point do you say, like, like I saw your article, it says, when do you, you fold? Right. Mm-hmm. And once he, like, he did the cheating thing, I'm like, okay, if that was two months in my marriage, what's 10 years going to look like from here? Right. And then it just got worse because we did like our honeymoon two months after getting married because it was like more in the summer. And he just was like, I, I, I don't want to fight. So I'm, I'm just not going. And I'm just like, OK, that was right there. Not showing effort. I folded and I said, I hate to be divorced twice, but I'm not going to be in a marriage that I'm going to have to overlook my shoulder. And his mom says something very amazing that I will never forget. She said, if you can forgive him for what he did and never bring it up again and truly forgive him, then stay. But if you can't, then just go. And I just thought about it and I was like, I just couldn't. I get looked brown. I mean, I, I saw your article too about the black sheep. I'm the black sheep of the family as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so my mom's like, you know, you should have stayed with your husband. You should have worked it out. He was a good guy. And I'm just like, well, no, he didn't treat me good. And not only that, he didn't, he didn't do any effort. He stopped showing up at couples therapy. Like, so what point do you get to a point where you're just like, I'm folding? Right. Well, it's certainly an extremely bad sign that two months into a marriage, he cheated. I mean, right. Right. obviously once he had you, something changed in him like because some people are good at the chase and then once chase is over uh then they need another chase or something i don't know but basically if you are in a relationship you want the other person to say hey i want to be here 100 percent. i want to work through whatever our problems are whatever my problems are and i'm going to do it with you and i'm willing to i'm willing to be you know, not have any affairs or stop any affairs I'm in. I mean, I want you to show up to couples therapy. (laughs) And so if he's not going to do that and not going to, I mean, you can show up and not do the work, but you have to actually show up and do the work. And so if he's not going to do that, if your partner isn't going to do that, then you don't want to carry the whole load. So yeah, you leave. 
Yeah. So exactly. So that's at that point, I mean, my marriage lasted six months. Uh, and at that point, you know, I think it was an ego thing because he was like, Oh, she wouldn't divorce me because then she'd be divorced twice. And I was like, I don't care if it was the 10th divorce. I'm not going to be in a shitty marriage. Like I'm just not. Yeah. To let go of the number, you know, it doesn't matter how many times you divorce. What matters is that you end up in a marriage that works. Right. So coming from there, I actually felt very good and confident leaving that relationship. It didn't affect me as much as I thought it would because I just felt like I I gave myself self-respect, but I looked frowned upon on my family like, oh, you know, you couldn't keep a man or whatever. And I got, I will say, I got something like PTSD because I, I definitely have some abandonment issues. So how can you get I guess first of the ones that are not married or in relationships, if, if we're wanting a healthy future relationship, mm-hmm. how can we pass our traumas from our past relationships? I mean, I don't bring my issues to my new relationship. I treat everyone new, but it's like, how do I not sabotage it? Right. Well, are you aware when you might be um, doing something that would sabotage it? Yeah, like I'm, a, I'm an overthinker, so I'll start assuming everything. <laughs> right. And so what happens is when we have fear... We assume the worst. That's it's actually built into our wiring. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like you know, we don't want the tiger to eat us when we're out in the, you know, before we, we put were, our guard up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's normal to be looking for danger. Um, and so in order to you know get past that, you you and your partner would need to really sit down and and talk about how you want to be there for each other and have actions that prove it. You know, in other words, you, you have to start saying, okay, I can trust this person, even though I've been with someone before who I haven't been able to trust. So one of your wounds is probably, will this person really stand by me and really be there for me? And can I trust that? Can I let go and trust them? Right. Because, and then after that, I got in a five-year relationship. Um, I have abandonment issues from him and uh, that one, that one hurts the most out of all my relationship was the one I didn't, I didn't get to marry. <laughs> I have abandonment issues. So every, anytime you would walk out of the house just for a walk, I would freak out because I didn't know if he would come back. So right. like, that's a huge trauma for me. So it's like yeah. in a fight in my new, re- in my new next relationship, I don't want that like trigger to come up. Right. And that is a trigger. And um, one of the things you have to do is talk about, you know, you have to say one of my big triggers, because I've been abandoned so many times, is this huge fear of abandonment that comes up and it's bigger than reality. And so I need you to reassure me. I'm going to need more reassurance than, say, another person that you really want to stay so I can feel safe. And he might need something, too. I don't know what his trigger is, mm-hmm. but. You know, he might say, well, I need uh, to know that you're not going to badger me because I've been badgered to death or whatever his is. I read an article once called When Wounds Collide, and it's about how one person's wound almost always triggers another person's wound. And you got to snowball. Yeah. So like in my case, I had a lot of trauma as a child around pets that were, you know, hurt or killed. And my husband had a lot of trauma around women who sort of went crazy. And so my now husband, he wasn't my husband at the time of this when I wrote the article. So we had this conversation and I said, well, he left the cat outside and I was we were going to a party and he left the cat outside and I was worried the cat was going to get eaten by a coyote. Mm-hmm. And I freaked that's out. That's right. That's right. You're in the Northwest. Yeah. Yeah. So I freaked out. And he's like, oh, my God, you're crazy. I can't you know, I, I don't know how to do this with a crazy person. Calm down and say, 
no, I'm not crazy. I've had a lot of trauma. I've had really horrible things happen to me. I want you to know this is not a crazy person. This is someone who's upset because of uh, past trauma. And I understand that you have past trauma with, with women who went sort of nuts on you and you don't believe that they can be rational and logical. And so we had to talk it out and it took a while and it even took a few therapy sessions, but we got through it. And that when you start doing that kind of work, it starts mending the old wounds and you start understanding each other better and you start healing each other that that is true yeah and I, not only that but i also feel like in that situation like you had to be the bigger person first somebody had to be the bigger person first right be like listen i'm not crazy i know that's your trigger but i'm like this because of this and that, that's all about communication it is and being the bigger person for me to be the bigger person i had to think to myself okay i may be lost but this poor person's even more lost than me. So I'm going to extend a hand to this poor person, you know, my partner, because he has even less skill than I have and in this area. And so I am going to help him with this and then we'll figure out how to talk about it. Right. I've had actually, it's funny you say that because I had a therapist right in the beginning of this uh, podcast, her, Dr. Tracy Thomas. She said, well, stick from, with me forever. At the moment that you feel triggered, you need to ask yourself not what you feel, but what do you want the outcome to be? And also not just what you need, but also what does the other person need right now? Yeah, like what do you want the outcome for you two to be? And now now that's how you need to react. You don't need to react on how you feel because this person doesn't know how you feel. They don't feel what you feel, you know? Right, and they don't understand why you're so upset. Right, 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 yeah. So like whenever he would just go for a walk, I would go crazy. And he was like, I can't handle you right now. I need to breathe. And I'm like, but I have a feeling you're not going to come back. Like, you're just not going to come back because you've done this to me before. And then the last time when I said that, he legit did not come back. So now, like, that's, like, kind of scary to me. Like, what if, what if, like, those things come up in my next relationship? Right. Well, stuff will come up um, always, but you have to just start deciding that you're going to draw in someone who won't abandon you and someone you can do the work with and keep and maintain a happy relationship with. And then you have to be willing to work on your abandonment stuff. And instead of freaking out, just say you can work out like guidelines in a relationship so that there has to be an agreement that happens when you're not upset, that you agree that, for instance, the agreement would be if I need a time out, I will tell you I'm going to take two hours off and then I'll be back at this time. That way, you know, this person's coming back at four, left at two, but he's coming back at four. And then he gets his time out because he needed it. And you get to know when he's coming back. Right. I saw that you wrote a book. I did write a book. It's, um, let me grab it. Hold on. The Magic Cake, it's the seven ingredients of a relationship ready person. And it's for someone who's single and really wants to look at their self. In other words, you want to get ready for a relationship. So it's looking at, do I have enough self-love? Do I have enough self-respect? All that. How do we manifest what we want? How do we create safety in a relationship? How do we create accountability? Uh, empowerment, compassion, vulnerability, insight, and then magic. And so it's working on yourself to get ready for whoever is next. Right. No, I, I, li I like that because that's literally where I'm at. And I like what you wrote right. on the little description with your book that you said that your friend said that, you know, oh, I could have him. I've had friends like that where they see it as an award, like something you accomplished, like it was a race. Like what? Right. And that's such a horrible attitude <laughs> right because it's I mean, like it shows about your self-love like like you feel accomplished yeah. by yourself for having somebody yeah i mean you know it's not about catching someone it's about manifesting uh what's your in your highest interest 
And often we bring in stuff to learn. So, and it shows us, you know, the parts of ourselves we have to grow. We basically grow each other up in relationships, yes. especially when they work. We, when they work, we grow, we basically heal each other and grow each other up. And sometimes we have to have a bunch of starter relationships to, to learn things until we get to the point where we bring in the one that we can grow each other up in. Yes. Yeah. And I will say like, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I don't want to say a lot of females, but a lot of women out there will stay in a relationship because they don't want to be single. And I will say that like the last, I guess, person a couple months ago that I was even starting to date and maybe go somewhere serious, I started realizing signs that I was like, no, like for, I'm very spiritual. I talk about spirituality a lot on this podcast. So I started seeing that his vibration was very low. He seemed very depressed. Right. And I was like, I cannot have anyone bring me down. I've came too far to, you know, be there. It was like, it was so early on, like simplest yeah. thing. It was hard because I was very attracted to him and the image that he had would have been great. But I was like, as lonely as I'm going to be when I end this, I can't waste my time. I can't. And I had to let him go. And that to me was like such a milestone because saw all the red flags. And I was like, no, we're not doing this again, Angie. <laughs> like, we're not doing this. Yeah, right. Right. And that's a good point because you want to be, you want some chemistry but you, you need more than chemistry. Yeah, you want someone who's on their own two feet who can be a true partner. So yes, there's to be chemistry and is this person put together enough they can actually be a real partner for me? Right, like is this someone that I'm gonna be proud of being with? Like not on my level, like in a physical way, but like spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Right. Uh, I agree with that. So if you wanna let everybody know where they can get that book. Yeah, uh, it's on Amazon, it's called The Magic Cake, The Seven Ingredients of a Relationship Ready Person, and it's by me, Jennifer Lear, MFT. It's a quick read, it's a quick, easy read, and it just helps you get your ducks in a row to get yourself ready for your next relationship. I'm in a relationship and I'm putting my relationship first. We don't teach relationship uh, education in school. We learn by osmosis from the families we, we have grown up in. And we don't always learn good things because when you're in a relationship with someone, the relationship has to be first. It's known as, um, there's a couple of different terms, the couples bubble, the we. Uh, there has to be a protective field around the relationship that is more important than any other relationship for a relationship to really be solid. I'm going by experience because I, I don't want to speak for anyone else but myself. So speaking of black sheep, what advice? I Just let me understand it a little better. So what family member, like somebody's okay, sister okay. or so it was, um, he moved to Florida when he, to go to college and I met him in Florida, but his mom always thought that he would come back after college. I'm not speaking for her, but I think she felt like I was keeping him here. She didn't give me a chance to know me. Every time she would buy him to move back home, like, I'll give you money if you come back. He's like, well, if I'm not with you, I miss them. And if I'm with, without you, I miss you. So it's like, he was depressed when he was with me. And he was depressed without me. Okay, so what I'm hearing is she was not supportive of your relationship with her son. Yes. Well, that's a big problem. That puts him in a big bind. His mother was not respectful of the, his need to have a real relationship. And basically, it sounds like she held it over him and made mm -hmm. him feel guilty that he abandoned her. Well, you'll never be able to have a relationship with someone like that until you can get to say, Okay, mom, I love you, but you're not my partner. I have needs to be with a partner and I still love you. I'm not abandoning you. But that person has to be able to stand up and say, I love you, my parent, but I'm in a relationship and I'm putting my relationship first. 
that's how you do a relationship. Total, 100% agree. Um, what you're looking at is all kids grow up and move away from home. It's His family is unwilling to let him launch and be a real person with a real relationship. And maybe they specifically didn't like you for some reason, but that's, you know, that's not their business. So, but, so his growth path is to learn how to be less enmeshed with his family. Right. And he's such a big family man. And he's like, you know, I don't want to be cut off from my family. But when you get married... The person you marry is your new family. Mm-hmm. He was caught in his old family and he wasn't being allowed to start a new family. And he was going along with that to some degree. He wasn't strong enough to break out of that, what it looks like. So what I would say is he wasn't the right guy because he wasn't strong enough. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You need someone strong enough to say, hey, mom, I've got I'm, I love this person. and I'm going to be with her and you're going to have to deal with it. Mm hmm. He failed the launching test. He wasn't strong enough. Mm-hmm. He failed. So it, it, to get out of the anger at her, to just see it as he didn't have the ability to step up to his next growth stage. Mm-hmm. You couldn't be married to someone like that because it would happen in different ways. And you need someone strong enough to be their own person. Yeah, I just need someone there to show up. Right. So you can see how he isn't the right person for you. Right. That's why I've been trying to heal since that relationship, because I'm afraid that I might be triggered. I I don't know how to get to that point if I do. You can't control that, but you can say, I don't ever want another man who isn't grown up enough to put me first. Yeah. You know, and that's what, that's what hurt. That was, that's what really hurt. Yeah. 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 Yeah, You just have to find what do you have to find the affirmation to use so it doesn't happen again. Right. Right. But um, yes. if you want to go ahead and say anything to like close it out, then we can yeah. we can end it. Yeah. OK, so I um, I have three blogs. I have jenniferlearmft.com and there's a healing tips blog, which is probably where the black sheep uh, when you found is. And that's just healing tips for people. And then there's the um, the Jennifer's blog. That's my personal writing, which is about my journey. And I share sort of what I learned from my journey. And then there's the We Can Sell blog, which is very specifically to help people in relationships. And that's on WeCanSell.com. So basically, if you want to start a relationship journey, you could try We Can Sell, which is um, it's a number of levels. Most people only need a couple. And you start learning about yourself and your relationship. You do it with a partner online uh, educational system. And when do you recommend to do that? Do you recommend to do that like when there's some issues starting to come up in the relationship or? Most people wait till there's issues. I recommend you do it before there's issues. That's good. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Just so you get to know each other. Yeah. yeah. People who are engaged should say, okay, we don't want to be part of the 50% divorce rate. Let's start. Let's be proactive and let's spend an hour a week learning about ourselves and our relationship. You know, I changed my relationship. My first marriage I ended and the second marriage I have is fabulous. And we did weekends. We, you know, when I was writing it, he was editing it. We talked about it constantly and we worked through all our stuff. So I just believe people have the ability to do way more than they're given credit for. So I created this tool for people who want it to start that journey with a partner it's like once you know that you want to settle down with that person it's like a boot camp ready for that <laughs> that's right that's right exactly so you you go okay i'm going to spend an hour a week when i'm driving or whatever listening to uh the information i'll spend uh the next week i'll do the exercises the next week we'll do all the discussions and yeah, then we'll and take before marriage you can see if the other the other partner is actually doing as much effort as you are and you can see that you're on the same level 
Yeah, you'll learn a lot about each other and a lot about how to have a great relationship. And you'll also have a chance to look at, you know, what's not working and what is working and what where you need to improve. Yeah, and who's willing to improve, too. So that's a good thing exactly. to, to start doing. Exactly. That. That's really smart to come up with that system. I think that I'm going to praise you. We need okay. that more. Yeah, yes, we do need we do need more relationship help for sure. Yeah. yeah, because like you said, we, we were not taught. We were taught with what we were raised, and, and 90%, I want to say, we were not raised in great situations. So, no, yeah. that's amazing. Um, if you want to go ahead and put your social media info out. Okay, um, so let's see. The Instagram is Instagram slash Weconcile. Uh, the Facebook is um, Weconcile. It's W-E-C-O-N-C-I-L-E. Pin interest is also Weconcile. If you go to the website and you Weconcile.com, there's all the uh, icons. You just click on it and it'll take you. And we do a lot of Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest posts just with little little blurbs of information or whatever to help people. So, yeah. Amazing. Well, I'll put all the information, guys, if you're interested. Look at the description of this episode and you can find her social media, her website and her book as well. So I really appreciate you doing this and thank you for uh, reaching out. And I'm so happy yeah. we did this. Good. Oh, well, I'm glad to have gotten to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. 